This is Chapter 9 of Pee Wee Harris, Fixer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kristen McElizio, Dallas, Texas, www.kristenmcelizio.com. Pee Wee Harris, Fixer by Percy Keese Fitzhugh. Chapter 9 The Parade. Pee Wee was a true circus fan, but he was first of all a traffic officer. He knew that the parade could not easily pass this litter. Zigzagging his way through the chaos of crates and bales and bundles, he headed off the imposing procession before it reached the corner. He seemed a very small rudder to such a large ship, but he pointed up the side street, displaying his badge ostentatiously and shouting at the top of his voice, "'You can't pass here. You'll have to turn up that street. Go on, turn into that street, and you can come back into Terrace Avenue, the next block below. Hey, go up that side street.' Without appearing to pay the slightest attention to him, the drum major, swinging his stick and looking straight before him, inscribed a wide, graceful turn into Allerton Street and was mechanically followed by his red-coated band. They were blowing so prodigiously on their instruments and that they seemed neither to know nor care which way they went and were steered as easily as a racing shell. It is true that one of the elephants seemed sufficiently interested to pick up a bale of rags, which had rolled somewhat beyond the center of disorder, and hurl it onto the sidewalk, but he swung around with his companions. Following the elephants came the camels, and they too swung around. It was all the same to them. Followed an uproarious steam, Calliope, which made the turn with a clamor to wake the dead. Then came the rolling cages with their ferocious tenants and all these turned into Allerton Street, followed by the Calliope, which followed the camels, which followed the elephants, which followed the band, which followed the drum major, who followed the direction authoritatively indicated by Pee Wee Harris. Come on, anyway. I'm not going into school yet because I'm going to see it, Pee Wee said to Irene. I'll get the blame on me because I got late, little Irene protested as she followed him to a point of vantage on Allerton Street. You got a right to see the parade, gee whiz, Pee-wee said. You know Emerson Skybrow? He never does anything wrong, and he got a 97 in arithmetic. And even he's going to see it. I heard him say so. So if he's late on purpose, I guess you can be. Anyway, I'm an official. This last reminder was what proved conclusive to little Irene. In the protection of the law, she could not do wrong. She had seen her valiant escort deflect a whole circus parade. Surely he could handle Principal Sharp. She clung to him with divine faith, and they turned the corner into Allerton Street, which was now thronging with people. They were mostly either too old or too young to go to school. There was a noticeable absence of children. Pee-wee led the way to the hospitable porch of the Ashleys, where Mrs. Ashley and her married daughter had hurriedly emerged, lured by the thrilling music. The married daughter held her baby in uplifted arms, saying, See the pretty animals? Neighbors presently availed themselves of the spacious Ashley porch, which became a sort of grandstand for the neighborhood. People who had not thought enough about the parade to wait on Terrace Avenue were ready enough to step out or to throw open their windows now that the motley procession was passing their very doors. In less than half a minute, the quiet side street was seething with excitement. Women hurried, babies cried, lions roared, 
The steam colopoly drowned the stirring music of the band, a gorgeous float bearing a fat woman and a skeleton lumbered around the corner. Little Irene Flynn was somewhat timid about the proximity of wild beasts, but this feeling was nothing to her excitement at finding herself upon the porch of the sumptuous Ashley residence. But apparently her hero was not in the least abashed at finding himself in such a distinguished company. He and Irene sat side by side on a lower step, watching the parade with spellbound gaze. I'm the one that fixed it so you could all sit here and see it, Pee-wee announced for the benefit of the company. I made it turn the corner. Really? asked Mrs. Ashley. Absolutely positively, said Pee-wee. You can ask her, alluding to Irene. Yes, ma'am, he did, Irene ventured, timorously. I'm on the school traffic patrol, Pee-wee explained, and I have charge of the traffic up on the corner. I stopped a truck so she could get across the street, and it served the man right because he wasn't going to stop. But anyway, he had to stop because I got authority. So then his whole load fell over, and it served him right. It just did, said a lady. So then I told the, did you see that man with the big high hat leading the band? I motioned him to come down this way and turn through the street and back of the school. Do you know how it reminds me of the Mississippi River? I can't imagine. Because all of a sudden it changes its course. Did you know that? And you wake up some fine morning and it's not near your house anymore. Maybe it's a mile off. Isn't that extraordinary? That's nothing, said Pee-wee. Islands changed too. Once North America wasn't here. But anyway, I'm glad it's here now because gee whiz, I have a lot of fun on it. But anyway, if it hadn't been for me, you wouldn't all be sitting here watching the parade go by. That's one sure thing. We ought to give you a vote of thanks, someone observed. It's what you kind of call a good turn that happens by accident, Pee-wee said. You know, scouts have, have to do good turns, don't you? They have to do one every day. Anyway, gee whiz, I'm glad that truck broke down. If a circus parade turns, that's a good turn, isn't it? For the people that live on the street where it turns. Oh, absolutely, positively, laughed an amused lady. There goes a leopard, Pee-wee said. I know a way you can catch a leopard with flypaper. Only you gotta have a lot of it. Leopards have five toes. Do you know that? I can make a call like a leopard. Want to hear me? Scouts have to know how to imitate animals so as to fool them. Can you Im imitate a cataclysm? A vocal cataclysm? asked a young woman. Is that an animal? No, it's something like a volcanic eruption combined with an earthquake. Sure, I can imitate it. Well, don't. You'll only drown the music. Shall I keep still so you can hear the tiger's roar, he asked. No, she said. We don't care if the tigers don't. Gee whiz, they should worry, said Pee-wee. They seemed not to worry as they paced their narrow cages. Following them came gorgeous chariots drawn by spirited horses, resplendent in gold harness and driven by men resembling Julius Caesar came a clown driving a donkey, then more floats, then two giants, then some midgets in a miniature automobile. Little Irene watched, spellbound. Pee-wee divided his attention between the pageant and the company, which seemed to enjoy him quite as much as it did the spectacular procession. He seemed to have appropriated the parade as his own private exhibition. I suppose you'd have to arrest the whole parade, elephants and all, if they hadn't turned into this street, a lady said. 
They got a right to do what he says, said admiring Irene. Do you see my badge, Pee-wee asked, displaying it? I got a whistle, too. The parade moved but one block along Allerton Street, then turned into Carlton Place, which paralleled Terrace Avenue, then to the next cross street, and so into the thoroughfare of Terrace Avenue again, where restless and increasing throngs awaited its coming. End of chapter 9. Recording by Kristen McAlesio.